The Dude Fox Podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, I'm annoyed, he's Bylan. Over 700 the freeze on Saturday, 290 mile round trip, two and a half hours each way. Did the fans get what they deserve? No, they didn't. Did the team get what they deserve from the game? Absolutely. The highlight of the day, Paul getting mock chopped to an epic level on the morning of the game. Thanks to everyone who takes the time to like, to comment and to listen to us on a weekly basis on the good times and the bad times across all the podcast platforms. And don't forget, you can follow us on social media. We are at Dode Fox Podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, Disaster in Dumfries, the Scrandis Liga, contract extensions, the reserves, the under-18s, the loan report, Scottish Cups for some of our women's team, on this day with the Arab Archive, and away for him, away in shite. It's all coming up on episode 17 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. At 11.45, on the morning of recording, we received a tweet from the Arab Markham. It went very simply, can only imagine the fume in Ronnie Costello's house with the boy McNichol during the Dode Fox podcast recording. To which I replied, he's barely said 10 words to me since full time, so we'll see how it goes. Recording begins in one hour. We are now sat one hour later of the tweet, and dare I get more than the 10 words I've had from you in the past 18 hours or so. Mr. McNichol, the floor is yours. Uh, I apologise last night, Ron, for my short message back to you. Very, when you, very short. You, you sent me a message saying, dare I ask? And I sent you something back saying, no, you dare not. And that was basically it. That was it. That yeah. was conversation over for yeah. Saturday night. My, my granny always taught me, like, if you've nothing good to say, then then I say nothing. So uh, last night I had nothing good to say. We'll just bring in silence as golden in the background yes. right now. Yeah. Followed um, by the sound of silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> that is where we are right now. So just before we hit record and we sat down and, and done this and you tanned some of the tray bacon stuff, um, just to get us in the mood for a wee sugar rush. Yeah. You said last night you came home, you wrote two words on your notepad. They were... Absolutely diabolical. And threw your notepad to the side. Yeah. So as a man, as we referenced, we didn't reference you were a man, uh, we referenced at the start, over 700 Dumfries, mm-hmm. 290 mile round trip, give or take, and two and a half hours each way in the car. If you're lucky, supporters bus will go longer. You yeah. know how it goes. <clears throat> Sum up that commitment it took to what you were served up, not from the pie stalks, we'll get to that, but from 3pm till around 4.50pm. It was nothing short of a disgrace yesterday, it really was. Uh, we can't be accepting anything like that level of performance from any of the players. And there was, I don't know if you can give anybody pass marks yesterday, to be honest with you. It was just absolutely dreadful uh, to... To travel, in, and I would say it's great numbers, but regardless of, even if you don't have any fans in that stadium, for a Dundee United side, who currently is the, I would, I would say the biggest team in the league, got the biggest budget, we have everything in place apparently, we keep being told about high performance centres, uh, umpteen coaches, we're doing everything properly, we're doing everything right, everything's in place behind the scenes. For that team to go down to anywhere in this league uh, and be on the receiving end of a 4 nothing absolute gubbin is it's just it's far from acceptable like it really is and I'm uh, I'm trying hard not to swear because I really genuinely am still absolutely raging inside about that it was a waste of my day to be honest with you a waste of my old man's day a waste of 700 plus people's day a waste of the players day showing up didn't show up you probably get handed a 3 and a hundred feet for the league it was just absolute shite. It really was. I kinda I can't dress up any other way. There were there there were no positives to take from the game itself. Uh and it's no even I mean maybe I'm getting carried away, but it doesn't feel like I am not sure if we've sat here before and said, Ah well, we lost that game. Bad day at the office. These bad day at 
bad days at the office are happening more and more just now. And that's got to get knocked at the, the team. This this cannot happen. This is this is the season we should be winning this league. I mean, you could argue we probably should have put up more of a fight the last few years, but this is the season. We've put so much into this team this year, on the pitch, off the pitch, everywhere. Every Nothing looks like it's been unattended to at the club. And we're still, the last three games, away from home, that's two nothing at air, one nothing at Alloa, and now four nothing down at Palmerston. It's just a disgrace. I kind of I kinda think of a positive or anything nice to say about what I witnessed yesterday. You've made the point there, right? The last three away games, they didn't score a goal. And for what? They looked like scoring. Well, that's just what I was going to say. Alloa didn't look like scoring no. at all. no. Yeah, yesterday we had a couple of chances. Uh, Big Louis, he got put through in the first half, probably should have done better. And in the second half, he had a no bad chance, probably should have done better. Uh, but no, nah, it was that that would have that would have flattered us if we had scored. I mean, they had they had a raker or a shot in the first half that hit the inside of the post. They had one in the second half that uh, the side of the ground that certainly United fans were sitting on. It looked like it was in. Must have, it must have been fairly close out of the side of the net. And I mean, we could have been on the end of a 6 nothing resi- uh, reverse. It's down at Queen of the South. For, for someone that was there, obviously, like, you know, when we start work at 6 o'clock on a Saturday night, they, I can get anything that's an hour away. I've got a bit of grace to go. But that, again, like you said, I mean, it's a ruined mm-hmm. day for you. Does 4 nil flatter Queen of the South yesterday? I, I didn't think so. No, I didn't think so. What does that tell you? It tells me it's unacceptable. Yeah, one hundred percent. If it's, I mean, I've saw online some people absolutely digging out the manager, absolutely digging out the players. It's got to be a combination. Every every person that contributed to that performance yesterday on the park or sitting in the dugout, they've got to have a look at themselves and come up with some sort of solution as to how the hell that has been allowed to happen. We, we I don't know what it is. Even during the good times, when we're scalping Morton 6-0 or we're pumping the D's 6-2, in the back of my mind, certainly, I always think that we're a team that we could still get pumped to ourselves. And that that shouldn't be happening. I mean, when you when you go through the team, like Segrist yesterday, I didn't think he had much to do. He absolutely sold the jerseys at the fourth goal. Whether or not that's the pitch's fault, I didn't want to hear that. He, it was a shot that looked from where I was sitting that wasn't a far away from him. He never held it. He spilled it. The boy tucked it in. Reynolds and Troy Brown, it just hasn't worked. I want it to work. I'm the guy that kind of, no, gen, no in, in general life, but when I look at United, I'm a glass half full guy. So when I get pulled up for saying, oh, you're a happy clapper, you should be jumping on top of this player or saying Nielsen is this and that, I try to see the positives in everyone. I'm, I'm not seeing the positives we were Reynolds and Brown it's just they've, they've been poor they've been poor we ain't saying anymore uh, Liam Smith me and you both run big fans of him he's no left back let's not be shoehorning boys in that are in that position uh, Paul Watson he's kind of reliable but he also has mares and I'm, I'm not going to say he had a mare yesterday but he was part of a defence that conceded four goals doing at Queen of the South Onto the midfield for yesterday, McMullen. Uh, big fan of McMullen. He's probably our most creative player. He's been excellent in spells this season. Garbage yesterday. Absolutely garbage. He, he didn't even look interested. Now, whether or not he was interested, I would like to think he was, but he didn't look interested. Then you've got Stanton, who was played out on the left, and I know he's left-footed, but for my money, he can't play left midfield. He's he's kind of... You get, you get guys in football who are very versatile, I'm going to say he's not one of them. You get him at the top of the midfield, kind of try and interact with the forwards. But we stuck him out on the left yesterday. So the left side of the park for us had Liam Smith and Sam Stanton, two boys that I would argue are not comfortable in that position. Uh, Butcher and Harks, they looked miles off it. And now Butcher, I don't know how much training he's done the last couple of weeks. But... I mean, how, we, we were a couple of them, but there was a lot of boys that were saying after the Alloa game, oh, that wouldn't have happened if Butcher was in there. Well, Butcher was in there yesterday, and we got, abs- we got our airs felt massively, 4 nothing. 
And from the second goal, the one that I've watched back on Arab Zone, uh, it's a corner and it's Butcher and Reynolds and neither of them make an attempt to to challenge the boy that just he's got an easy header for the goal. Uh, up front, as I mentioned, uh, Louis, he could have done better with a couple of chances. He'll know that himself. Uh, and Shankland, uh, we never got him in the game. The amount of times that he was making runs that last week when you're watching Scotland and he's getting complimented for all these runs, he was he was kind of trying to do that. But we weren't uh, When we got the ball, it was like he was the last option that we were looking for to play him in or to try and send it to him. I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is when, when we've got a boy like that. Get the ball to him. You see it with other teams, you know, they, they try and play in their best player. I'm going to say he's our best player, certainly in the top end of the pitch. But we never got the ball to him. And one thing that I will criticise the manager for, uh, if we only put on one sub, you could have subbed off almost that whole team yesterday and nobody would have said anything. We only used one sub. We've got Sporla, Smith, King. I mean, Graham and Cooney, young boys, who knows if they're only on the bench. It's like a, a token gesture to get them in and around the squad. I don't know. But uh, to only put on Nicky Clark, it was just... I think somebody asked us a question last week on the podcast about uh, moments following United when you felt at your lowest. Well, yesterday was up there, like it really was. Uh, and it felt on a par with the way I felt when I came out the ground through at Falkirk a couple of years ago when we'd been uh, humped 6-1. It felt every bit as bad as that. I'm not saying everybody felt that, but that's the way I felt. The thing is as well, <clears throat> that's another another player on the injured list. Peter Pollock's now injured. Yeah. But how long, we don't know. Um, Logan Chalmers is also injured. Mm -hmm. Now, not being funny, that injury list is, is mounting slightly. Did we miss Peter Pollock yesterday when you get beat 4-0? Would one player have changed that? Maybe not, but he might, you know, players can then maybe it raise depends, the game. It would have depended what and Peter Pollock showed up, I suppose. And this, it, I'm not, it won't be controversial, right? Because we don't really see controversial things, but we miss Mark Connolly so, so much. I don't care what MD says. Jamie Robson. Jamie Robson. Yeah, no, we've said that. We've yeah. mentioned we miss Robson purely for yeah. the whole left-back thing, right? I don't know why Edwin Spurler's not playing there. If somebody said it's because he doesn't know much English and communication's a big thing, I get that, right? I totally get that. Mm. But come on, yeah. right? Come on. So, Mark Connolly has been a massive loss. He's vocal. Mm. He's aggressive. He, yes, he does the odd thing. He's rush. At times. But you always, and we, we, I think we joked about it a little while ago. Same once he gets his yellow card, it's actually good because mm -hmm. he calms. But we miss him so much in that defence yeah. to just put his body on the line, win the balls. Yes, he'll have the rash moment. But since he's been at the team, and we're no signalling out players, right? But that settled back four, you take out Jamie Robson and Mark Connolly, look at the results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at the results. Yeah. Three away defeats. Yeah. Without scoring a goal. We've conceded seven goals. Yeah, I don't know. I and mean, plastic pitches didn't even come into it. No. We've got the G Arena. We've got one across at St Andrews as well. Yeah. Doesn't the, come into it. The regional performance centre. Aye. Yeah. Doesn't come into it. No, that, that's no longer an excuse. It's not like we're showing up on the day and it's a surprise that we're playing on a plastic pitch. Right. No, no. We, we, you know you, you know, months in advance that, that that is the pitch that you'll be playing on. Uh, but to go back to the defence... Uh, like one way to view it and certainly the way that I view it Connolly you've got like for like I suppose with Troy Brown so I understand why you would put him there with Reynolds two centre halves but when you lose Jamie Robson you're because he's probably the best I would say he's the best left back that we've got just now so you lose him so you're going to be weaker at left back but what we've done from my uneducated point of view and uh, football coaching manuals and whatever is what we have done is we've we, we've got the left hand side which is weaker now and we've also weakened our right hand side by moving our right back over to the left so we've weakened two positions and the middle of the defence has gone all to cock as well so it's 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 no surprise that we're, we're we're leaking goals basically but it's frightening it's, it's horrendously frightening yeah the, the biggest thing that we had coming into the season and when the window shut is that left midfield position. Mm. Because I think now six or seven players have now played there. 
yeah. because we haven't addressed it. Yeah. The curious case of Elliot Freer will mm-hmm. always come up. And why did we sign uh, Adam King? And that and I'm not, that's not me having a go at Adam King. But how many minutes has he actually played for us? What what are we doing with him? Yeah, well, because Butcher wasn't fit yesterday. And my and to to what I saw, what I I can call on as evidence, he wasn't fit yesterday. And that's maybe being generous to him because if he was fit, then he was caught in a bully. He was just not trying as hard as he normally can. If you were to ask any of the players yesterday in the dressing room, did you did you leave it all out there yesterday, boys? Not one of them can can look you and I truthfully and say, yeah, we done our absolute best there. Not one of them. Just taking a look here at Adam King. So one start and four sub appearances. Mm-hmm. And the one start would have been Stenhouse me on the cut. No, he was that was a, a sub appearance when he actually gave the ball away that led to a corner for them and then they scored. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure was it knowing the the biscuit cup? Might have been. But th- that's that's kind of all all it is. I mean he come on at uh he come on at Aloha and I think we we both said apart for the one pass he must he actually done all right. So Yeah. You know. And and again, I, I am Andy's on a three year deal. I know. And I'm not I'm not calling him out. He's done nothing wrong. No. I'm I'm calling out why have we brought him in? Why have we not given him a chance? When it when as I said earlier, you could have took anybody off in that game. You actually took Harks off and he played the best pass that a United player played yesterday. He put uh, Louis through and uh, he should have buried it, I thought, but hey ho. Uh some of the crossing for Paul McMullen yesterday was back to the the bad old days. Mm. To be honest with you, there was one that he almost kicked out of the ground. Yeah, I think that comes when he's he's very frustrated, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. To, to and people a... are on his back. He's he's absolutely a confidence player. Mm. I've no doubt about it. There was he was getting a bit of stick for boys around me in the in the stand, and he he definitely looked over and he he mouthed something back. And now whether or not he was mouthing it to United fans or if he because we were pretty close in the segregate, there's not really any segregation in that stand actually. Uh, whether or not he was mouthing it. Queen of the South fans or something I don't know but something was something was said but get, get your mind on the game mm. easy for me to say I mean I'm a, I'm, I'm the one kind of shouting at boys I don't boo but I do shout mm. uh, but yesterday was just an absolute uh, it's one of the like I absolutely love United I genuinely do and I wish I could sit here and say ah it's only a game I'm, a, I'm above this I don't get upset by this I was so so angry yesterday and even the day I'm, I'm really fighting no saying the F word because I'm not that smart and when I get angry I swear a lot and they were just they gave me nothing to back yesterday absolutely nothing and this kind of if this goes on then something's going to hit change and we'll probably touch on that in a wee while but this can't, something's got to be we've got to get to the bottom of this why this is happening we have the best squad in this league we shouldn't be getting pumped for nothing for anybody any ground in this league that, that shouldn't happen if we were to go to Parkhead and the cup and get bit four and that would still be a sickener but you would be like that well okay best team in the country blah 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 Queen of the South shouldn't be bitting United four and Queen of the South shouldn't be scoring four goals against us all season never mind in about 70 minutes sickening absolutely sickening sorry if I've ruined your day Ron <laughs> Jesus <laughs> No, honestly, I mean, like I say, for, for someone who, you know, the, the longer days like that due to work, I don't know, get there. But even seeing it was, I mean, seeing it 1-0, you know, you're, nah, whatever. But when it's 2, it's like, yeah, 2-0. And uh, I mean, and that's the thing. 2-0, those guys we know that left. Yeah. 2-0, that never leave games. No. That are just, nah, I'm done. It's not worth it. But I mean... When the third went in, certainly my young lad was playing up. He was one ahead. Mm. He was like, "Well, we're not going to win." I was, <laughs> and normally I'll say to him, "You can, you never know. You never know in football." Because even in the Arbroath game, he was wanting to leave, and it was one nothing yeah. in about eighty-five minutes. Uh, but I was like, "No, nah, you, you never know." But I, I knew yesterday there was no way we were coming back in that game. And mm. if we did, we probably would have flogged another goal the way that we were playing at the back. Mm. It was just garbage, absolutely garbage. And we say, we've said it umpteen times. We'll. We'll probably praise the players a wee bit too much. We'll get carried away when mm-hmm. they play well and just to try and pump them up and whatever. But Jesus Christ, they they have to accept criticism for this. Everybody that was there yesterday has to accept whatever criticism comes their way. 
after a performance and a result like that. Mm. And the thing is as well, for you know, we mentioned it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a half hour away game. It's two and a half hours, man. That that yeah. that back home's brutal. Yeah. It was t- yeah. I mean I've in the past I've been up to Dingwall and you win and you come back down the road and you know what? I could drive for 24 hours, I don't care because we've got three points in the boot of the car. But see, when you you travel that distance and you, you get absolutely annihilated, nah, you, Jesus, I feel like driving off the road sometimes. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was wasn't a very talkative car on the way home where I was, certainly, that's for sure. And it's a long, long journey as well. Yeah, you know, it seemed longer. You know, what was it, 150 mile? It seemed like 1,050 mile. I think when I punched in to get the 290 at the start, I think that's for my, for my front door. Yeah. Well, it's about it, 145 it, miles. It felt longer, I could assure you. It felt longer. You know, and it's a thing as well. I mean, after games, I think we're all we're all guilty of it. You know, you you can't switch off and go on social media or or whatever. And you know, every everyone was probably saying similar and just maybe different words. Yeah. But the fundamental was it's just garbage. It's mm-hmm. just no good enough. Mm-hmm. It's no good enough. You know, and it doesn't matter. And people can say, and people can have opinions saying, you know, ah, oh, you're not at the game or whatever. But I, it doesn't. We shouldn't have beat four 0 for Queen of the South, no. home or away. No, we shouldn't have been getting beat on the cusp of defeat for Arbroath one 0 at home. It shouldn't have happened. Whether it's an attitude thing, an application thing, or a just turn up thing, yeah. it's no good enough. You know, and, and I don't know, you know. I, Players are fitter and they're fighting, you know, they run longer and they can do more this year. See, if you've no got it up there, yeah. if you've no got it in your head, the mentality when you walk on that pitch to say, no, we're, g- no, no, Ugh, we've won. It's, we're going to win. Yeah. We're going to win. Uh, nothing is going to get in our way. No. Picking up and I'm going to leave today. every single thing out there. Yeah, that didn't happen yesterday. And but did it happen at Alloa? No. Did it happen at Air? No. I mean, do we think because we're going to play these teams, it's, it's fine. There's, there's it's all right. You know what? We'll, we'll, we'll score six against Morton at home. We'll get Dundee six. We'll get Inverness four. That's, we'll battle against Dunfermline and Partick because they're bigger teams. Doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't matter. matter. No, it doesn't matter. And, and for some reason, top the league. Yeah. We should be six points clear. I've never... We should be six points clear because we should have beat Alloa and we should win that game. I know. Don't get me wrong. Look back all the fixtures. We're not going to win everyone. We said that when the bananas game, the game that we don't win, there's always going to be one, right? And you'd have picked air over the Dundee game. We've we've said that, right? So mm. there's our one defeat, right? Say we beat Alloa and we, we drew yesterday. We either weren't a great and we got the point that we were a bit lucky, or we just couldn't have get the winner. You'd still look back and go, no bad, top of the league though, okay, four points clear, yeah. yes. But and this is not even clinging for positives now. How, how we have managed that because of what's going on around us in the league. Yeah. But then I, you know, then I paint over the cracks no. because that's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, next week we have got a double header, which, you know, we've got Dunfermline on Saturday at Tanadice and then Partick on Tuesday. And, uh, <sighs> and I have no idea what to expect for the games. I, re- I really don't. It just depends what United show up. Mm-hmm. I, I've... And that worries me. Yeah. That worries me. Yeah, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't even enter our thoughts. We've yeah. we've seen how how well the team can play in this league. Yeah. We've seen that a couple of times this year. Inverness, Morton, Dundee, absolutely battered them. Dunfermline away, battered them. But then, as as many times as we've battered teams, we've been absolutely piss poor in other games as well. I mean, I think what we've played this season, fourteen games, if you in- include all the bet Fred and the the biscuit cup, and Stenhouse Muir, okay, we beat them. Stinking. Well, we're stinking that day. East Fife, stinking that day. Arbroath twice. Okay, we won one of them, but we were stinking that day. Air United, Alloa, Queen of the South, absolutely horrendous. So we've played half the games quite well and half we've been stinking. We kind of, as much as I'm saying, we're Dundee United, we've got the best team in this league, the biggest budget, the best squad. We still have to play to our maximum ability to Every win games single we kind of just show up and think well we're Dundee United we've got the best squad can what boys nobody cares and if they do care they're they're taking it upon themselves to think 
Alright, Billy Big Buzz, Dundee United Right, we'll get to run about them then They're up for it, we've got to be up for it mm-hmm. And it's, again know that it was, I'm not even sure what was said I listened to, to Robbie Nielsen's post-match and there was a couple of things that jumped out but I don't think he mentioned teams that sit in I think that's a myth, apart from our broth at Tanadice where they scored and did sit in but, but, but when they were sitting in they could have scored another in uh, These teams aren't sitting in against us, they're having a go Alawa had a go. Queen of the South had a go. We can't cope. How do how do we know how to go? Man for man, when you look at the lineups in the two teams, we're far better. I'm not taking. I'm hardly taking any. Maybe Dobie because Dobie's a freak. But apart from that, I'm not really wanting to swap many players for other players in this league. We should be on the front foot and get at them. We just we appeared that we couldn't be arsed yesterday. And the thing as well now with these freak results the last two weeks, there's only ten points between top and bottom. You know, it's you know part of our bottom with eight points. We should have a ten point lead. Mm-hmm. It's it just it's absolutely it's so, frightening. It's so deflating. It really is. There's a bit of me that thinks you're off your nut, McNichol, because we're top of the league. And I suppose if we had lost our first three games in the league season, people would have lost their mind. And then if Adel won the next six and put where we are right now, people would have thought, ah, oh, this is great. We've got the momentum. We've, we're top of the league here. We've been brilliant. We've lost three out of five. Exactly. We didn't have the momentum. And we cannot buy a win away from home. Whether it be against a team that's a title rival, air, or a team that's red rotten at the bottom of the league, Alloa. Well, Dunfermline and Partick are the two teams we beat away from him. Who are the next? We always beat Dunfermline. Who are the next two visitors <laughs> to Tanadice? Yeah, you know, but then we go away from home, double header, Inverness and Dundee. Yeah, but the thing is, Ron, like you're kind of smirking over that side of the table. I'm still quietly seething over here. <laughs> you are. What's to say United didn't win the next four games? Exactly, because they can. But on the evidence, if they play like they played yesterday, we will lose the next four games. Mm. If you play like you did against Dundee or Inverness first day of the season. You'll, there's every chance you win them you just don't know what you're going to get it's, it's it's beyond frustrating for me I can only imagine giving them benefit of the doubt it must be so frustrating for Nielsen, McCulloch and Forrest they must be no Forrest's got much hair but they must be pulling their hair out at this thinking what the hell is going on because this is no showing them in a good light far from it and it's there's no players that can come out yesterday with their head held high and especially on the back of this week's announcements. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that, to be honest with you. I mean, as I mentioned, I'm a glass half full person when it comes to United. Uh, and I when I, I wouldn't quite say it was 50-50, the reaction that I've saw online uh, about Nielsen. I wouldn't say it was 50-50. But it wasn't 100% in the, oh, that's a good, bit of business by the club it was far from it and I can see both sides of that I can I can absolutely see both sides because the club are obviously looking for stability and I get that and I'm all about that. that's great because the amount, how many managers have I went through recently it's just no worked so I'd be of a mind to try and stick with one and hopefully it works out <laughs> but then I'm, I'm using the word hopefully Uh but a lot of fans, they're not fully on board with that because they'll be citing performances like we've just spoke about, like your Stenhouse Muirs, your East Fifes at home, your Arbroaths, your Queen of the South. And they're saying, wait a minute here, what, is this, what has this guy done to deserve? Was it a three-year? A two-year two, extension. Two-year so extension. 20 to 2022. Yeah. Because just, just say worst comes to worst. We didn't get up again this season. Do, do you think that Mark Ogren's... I think there's a decision to be made. I'm still very much of the opinion, and call me a dafty, that we're still going to win this league. So I don't think that decision will ever have to be taken. However, <laughs> there's a massive amount of pressure now. Yeah, well, long term, I totally share your view. Mm-hmm. But short term's a problem right now. This is where the problem is. is yeah. The run we're on, and our next run of four games, are huge. Don't get me wrong, when we were sitting here at the end of August, 12 out of 12, great. Yeah. We'll have the, you go air, we'll get beat. were fun. They were. You go air, you get beat, 
and you think, you know, but then turn, you know, you've got the other games, you go, right, okay, see how it goes. But we've lost three out of five. Yeah. And that, to me, that's not a blip. We beat a Morton side who were poor on the day mm-hmm. and we beat an Arbroath side that realistically probably should have beat with. A better team sees that game out. I know, don't get me wrong, Shankland was phenomenal with those two goals. Yeah. But a better team keeps us out. Inverness then I concede their two goals. Even though we gave them four at the start of the season, Inverness then lost their goals. Yeah. But it shows what happens. Yeah. Your ass can collapse, you know, as seen for teams yesterday. Mm. But we got beat 4 none. Yeah. The Queen of the South. I'm not saying Queen of the South is the service. It's Queen of the South. Yeah. Come on. They're not going to be up the top end of the the table, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, they they played well yesterday because we allowed them to play well. And that the boy Elbach, too, he was showboating at the fourth goal. It's just, that's that's how bad we were yesterday. Do you want me to give me, I'll give you a stat about Queen of the South, right? Mm. Queen of the South this season in the league have scored eight goals. After yesterday. So they scored four and then they scored four and again. (laughs) Four in one game yesterday. Doubled oh, yeah. their tally for the season. You've done nothing to help my mood there, man. <laughs> but it just shows how much of a shit show it must have been. It was dreadful. <laughs> and and as I said, it could have been worse. It really could have been worse. <laughs> the, the, no, no positives. I mean, I, th- I feel like we're flogging a dead horse here. Uh, I, I, there's no positives for yesterday. Almost everyone on the pitch was, was absolutely stinking. If um, we... Take away from the on-field mm-hmm. at the moment, yesterday. Was there any joy in the Scrandis Liga yesterday? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've tried my best not to factor in the overall shite feeling for yesterday. No, to, that does not count. Point. Nope. Uh, but purely for research purposes, and when I was still in a good mood, because it was pre-match. Oh, uh, it was a pre-match, Al. Uh, I had a bridey which I'm going to say was magnificent. It was an eight out of five. I also had a pie, just for research. Okay. Because I'm no greedy. All right. The pie was, was, a bit, was a bit heavy. It was kind of sitting on my stomach after it, so I lost a couple of points. So I'm going to say that was maybe a six. Six. Uh, what did Leo get? Leo got curry sauce and chips. Now again, for research purposes, I had a couple of them. And ugh, they were all right. They were all right, so I would say that was maybe a six, six and a half or something. But the Bridie was a winner. I liked the Bridie. So the Queen of the South Bridie mm. would enter in the Scrandis Liga as joint second place with the Dunfermline Stake Bridie also. Yeah. And what was the cost of said Bridie yesterday? A couple of quid? You would hate to ask Papa. Oh, his uh, shout. Well, I drove... All ah, right, I'll get fair deal. Yeah, fair deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get the three hundred mile petrol. You get a couple of pies and a bridey yeah. and curry sauce and chips in. Yeah, ah, there we go. That's how it worked. That that's totally how it works. So before the game yesterday, mm. we had a real highlight on Twitter, didn't we? Well, some of us did. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what what happened? There was a wee bit of banter from our our friend that. We don't know who it is, Mock Chop Arab on Twitter, where there was uh, what looked like on the face of it a legitimate article from the Dundee Courier saying that Ian Harks does not fear for his safety as he's posing rather leisurely against the wall at St Andrews training base. Uh, yeah, he does not currently fear for his life after rumours of a stalker are said to be affecting his form and hair. And there was a big strange looking goblin type creature peeking over the wall and on closer inspection said goblin creature it was me so cheers mock chop Arab I'm getting laughed at for the last day because of this I mean it was a good laugh it was quite funny I mean that that at quarter past ten yesterday morning yeah, I, was made, just, uh, I was just readying myself for the journey I seen that uh, yeah, best one yet. New phone case pick, apparently, is what that could be. That would be all right. Uh, just arrived in Dumfries to see this. Um, there must be a fair drop on the other side of that wall. Um, class. Uh, fucking hell, that's fully buckled me. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? That was uh, Chris. Chris <laughs> underscore M7 that said that. <laughs> Lots of laughing emojis as well. But. Um, 
Yeah, good start to the day. I'm also glad that my rousing post I put on social media came back to bite us in the arse in all ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And most people pointing out to me that worked well. Yes, I'm very much aware that was the kick in the balls that we did not need. But I did uh, quickly upload the um, Sir Mock Chop uh, beauty as well. A lot of people, a uh, lot of people like Adam Milroy said on Instagram, by the way, Best anyone know what, in the tin. anyone know what size of feet has are? <laughs> no, we're off the feet fetish at the minute because uh, it's Adam King. So maybe why he doesn't play? Because he's only got kids feet. Yeah. Six and a half. Mother care are not stocking football bits at present. No, no, clearly not. Um, so yeah, so that was, uh, we drawn a line under Saturday, we're we moving on now, are you, have you anything else you want to mention, or, uh, you know, from an outsider looking in, I think I've said it, yeah, I wasn't at the game, but to lose, fucking 4-0, come on, it's, it's, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no good enough. I, I know me better than anybody knows me, and I know this will rankle with me for a few days, yeah, mm. it really will, it was that anger inducing, to be honest with you, uh, but yeah, I've, I don't really want to speak about it again. Cool. That's uh, that's that drawing a line under the sand. I hope uh, everyone else shares that. I know people will be saying, oh, you should have said this and that. And, you know, as our view, and I, I, could, <laughs> I could tell you, looking across from me, he's been raging for uh, a good 18 hours. That's that's very true. So we've mentioned the double headers as well. I think the, the big thing is we uh, certainly need to get six points out of six. We could do, we're getting Connolly back, Robson back, Nicky Clark is back. Yeah, I, I don't but, think Connolly's, I think I mentioned it the other week uh, from being over at the training. I thought it was a long shot that we were going to get Robson back for mm-hmm. yesterday. The uh, moon boot is off now though. Yeah, Robson, yeah. plus uh, when I was down at the, the, what do you call the Junior Tangerines event last Tuesday, at the GA where they got to train mm-hmm. with the first team. Uh, Robson was there and he took part in that, but so did Connolly, I suppose. Uh, so he's obviously moving a lot more freely. Whether or not he's back training full-time, uh, I don't know. I hope he is so that we can get him back in the yeah. team. How was the event, by the way? Uh, it was good fun. Good laugh? Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, yeah. They just get involved, don't they? Which is which is the 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 players were brilliant with the kids. Uh, the kids all loved it. There was two sessions. I think you had the I'm not sure what the age group is at the lower end of the scale, but certainly Leo's age is ten to twelve. So he was there for the second hour, and there was the younger ones there for the first hour. And the players were obviously split into two groups. So half of them done the first session, and then the other half done the second session. Uh, one of the funny bits was when all the when the players were coming out for the second hour they all kind of moseyed into the centre circle and I'm not sure if they were picking teams or something because the, all the adults and their parents that we were standing at the side of the pitch so you couldn't hear what was getting said uh, but there was the odd kid running up and saying oh Benji can I get a picture so they, they were stopping for pictures uh, Shankland Beatlemania mm. it was unbelievable yeah. poor lad couldn't get away <laughs> the amount of photos he should start charging uh, for photos yeah, I think he's um, a lot of people have said it that he's you know he'll, he'll wait and meet everyone and yes. photos of everyone yeah. which is he's yeah. a great young man and I think he he really realises the, the, the real nice position he's in right now you mm. know regardless of the whole Scotland thing and whatever I think yeah. he, he and the amount of kids running about at the event we mm. Shankland, which is a big name on a Burns back. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's still Charles Pettler, I don't think you are now, yeah. Uh, I don't think it is, no. Yeah. But I'm a cheap bastard, so Leo's only got Leo on the back. True, just, true. Just so it probably is letters. Yeah. Um no, that's good. So that was the, that was the event during the week. That was good, yeah. I met a couple of listeners to this. Uh one of them I never got the name, the other one, Stevie Patterson, I believe. Uh he had his two kids there. They loved it. Mm. Uh yeah. So all the kids enjoyed it. Mm. Uh but the whole week basically has been soured for me anyway after yesterday. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, we talked about the new contracts for the management team. Uh, Big Louis has also signed yeah. an extension. I think it was a, it was one we'd said a little while ago we kind of knew was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has happened. He's put pen to paper. Uh, I mean, an off day yesterday, like you say, but I think it's fine bit of business. Uh, going forward, um, really took his chance. I think he's, he's mentioned that in the interviews that you know went to the juniors. He's come back. He seized his opportunity and mm. and good on. Nothing but best wishes for him. Yeah, absolutely. No, fantastic. I think that news was universally well received mm. by 
fellow Arabs. Uh, and Louis' story so far this season, nothing short of remarkable. I mean, we've spoken about him in glowing terms many, many times this season. Every word of it's been merited. Uh, I just hope that he doesn't think, oh, that's it, I've made it now. Now you've no made it, Louis. And I don't think he will think that. No. Uh, but he he's like an example of what hard work, determination mm. and uh, single-mindedness can can achieve. Yeah, I noticed Tony Asgard said in his interview as well, they were speaking to Declan Glass and Scotty Banks are still yeah. ongoing, but that's a curious case well, of Scott Banks, that. Yeah, I wondered about that. Was he just saying that I don't know. for effect? Was he saying it because it's true? Declan Glass, I'm... Was uh, he saying I, it to put the ball in his court? Declan Glass, I'm very... I'm glad. I think we've all said we've we've seen potential in him, and again, a wee loan move like that's not going to do him any any mm. harm. Certainly, yeah. Um, so good, another good kind of way to bring him back for play that. him left back. <laughs> Phenomenal. I'm playing a goal. <laughs> so that was that, which was good. Talking of Declan Glass loan report, the loan report. Uh, big, was, was it a coupon buster yesterday? Because the cove were beaten. The cove were beaten, but then I suppose up until recently. They were like a lower league team themselves, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Auchinleck Talbot are giants of the junior game. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but the Cove did lose one nil to Auchinleck Talbot in the Scottish Cup. Declan Glass played no part though. So I'm um, jeez, yeah, just you built him up, up there. You teed it up for me, Dead. and he didn't even play, Ugh. and he wasn't even on the bench. So I, I don't know if he's maybe carrying a knock. Mm. Or if he'd been on the piss the night before. I'm not sure, but that's You could do that in the juniors. I'm not sure he can do that in Yeah, uh, that's probably right. Yeah. It's on the drink with Paul Hartley, probably. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but Matty Smith, he did start the game, but he was subbed off in 69 minutes. And, uh, well, that'll be him cup-tied now. Maybe that's why Declan didn't play. Mm. Rumours. You know what? You could have a... You, because you, he's meant to be coming back. And, yeah, you could have a real point about that. I'm, yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen often. No, if, I'm, I mean, I'm just let's guessing. not put it under Dode Fox facts. Let's no. just say it's a, it's a yeah. theory. Yeah. Theory. It's a Dode Fox podcast theory yeah. thing. But that, that may be, maybe maybe yeah. a wee bit of truth in that. Yep. Yeah, possibly. Uh, the other loanees were Josh Donaldson, who is at Civil Service Strollers. They had no game, as far as I could see. Uh, so if they did have a game and I couldn't find it, I apologise to both Civil Service Strollers and Josh himself. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure they had a free week Jake Davidson who's on loan at Spartans they were at home in the Scottish Cup to Queen's Park and Jake played the full match uh, but they lost 2-0 to Queen's Park so he'll be cup tied that's obviously not an issue for the the club I wouldn't imagine and the last one uh, Alison Jones he was on the bench again for Brotty Athletic who beat 4 for West End 5-1 at home uh, he came off the bench in the second half and to quote our Brotty Athletic mole, who I think was at the game, Alan Fisher, he done nothing. Cheers, out. Yes. <laughs> There's a, there was uh, 12 boys that done nothing down in Dumfries, though, uh, so, you know, he would have fitted right in. That's fine. Uh, the women's team... What they've got they've been the they've team. been playing for Scotland a few of them this week, a which is brilliant news. Yeah, absolutely brilliant have. news. Uh, so on Monday, the fourteenth of October, Neve Guthrie, Ellie J. Reid, and Jenna Penman all came off the bench for Scotland under 17s in their four-one win over Northern Ireland. On Thursday, the seventeenth, Neve Guthrie again came off the bench to play the last 16 minutes of the 4-0 win over Montenegro. Uh, That win meant that the team had qualified for the elite round of the European Under-17 qualifiers with their final group match against Italy, which is currently being played as we're recording this, uh, simply to see who finishes top of the group. Uh, The Dundee United women's team themselves have no game today because of the the three girls being away with the, the national team. But there was, I think in the, the women's leagues, and I've certainly noticed it in the top league because they, uh, my sister plays for for Farmington, so they do it in the top league as well, where they'll have a player of the month, but you vote on it. So it's let's be honest, it's probably rigged. It'll be whoever's got the miss mates. Yes. Uh, but in the second division, which is the league that United are in, 
they, they've got a player of the month as well and Kira Johnson from Dundee United was up for that uh, the voting finished last week the 18th I think and it'll get announced tomorrow so fingers crossed that Kira can get that wee accolade that would be good definitely for that. and good luck to them all as well for uh, call-ups in Scotland and better recognition fantastic yeah really good uh, this week you picked up yourself a wee book at the club shop I did yeah uh, I didn't know we were going to speak about this. Well, I just saw you, <laughs> saw the picture on, uh, on online. I thought I'm yeah. going to ask him about it. No, it was good. It was. Uh, I think uh, there's no actual price on it. I think it says like minimum three quid minimum donation. Yeah. yeah. So stuck a fiver in the pot. Uh, it's a it's a cracking wee read. Mm. Yeah, I would recommend it to to any United fan. Yeah, it was uh, to need of the Jim McLean statue fund. Yes. Uh, I because I don't know much about it, which is why I've put you on the spot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's in it? Just wee bits about United history, to be honest. Cool. With you. I've just I've just had a quick flick nice through Nice photos, stuff like that. Some of the olden yeah, days, and yeah, and some of the local uh, players who are local that have played for the team. Oh, brilliant! But yeah, so uh, it's just quite good. It's yeah. quite good. It's definitely worth three pound. It's just the reason I put you on the spot. That Cheers. Was, there wasn't. Cheers. There was because anything. I come up with a good idea three <laughs> minutes ago about Declan Glass, and now you're <laughs> making us like a dafty. No, I just saw a bus and thought I'm throwing him under it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to be fair. There's not much else for us to report this week apart from we hurtled towards on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. So I've got some games this okay. week. I have I've a, not looked at this, so... I have a birthday and a wee look at our uh, WDL record. Mm-hmm. So 21st of October, back in the day. Let's start with our WDL record. So our win, drawn and loss record on this day is absolutely honking. That's maybe why we got pumped yesterday then. Played 16, won 2, drawn 2, lost 12, and our goal difference is minus 20. Jesus. <laughs> Can we just no play on that day ever again? <laughs> no very good at all. So let's get into the games in the birthdays. Let's we'll start in 1989. A Mike O'Neill double wasn't enough. We were beating 3-2 at Fir Park in the Battle of the Brothers as Motherwell boss Tommy got the upper hand. Uh, United lined up on the day with uh, Alan Main yeah. in the goal. Alan Preston, Morris Malpass, Freddie van der Hoorn, birthday boy Gary McGuinness, who played 92 times for United, scored one goal, was sold to St Johnston for 100 grand in February 1990, a record for the Fermers at the time. And I have no recollection of the Gary McGuinness. I thought he was mince. Whatsoever. Yeah. I remember him, but I didn't think he was nope. a very good player, to be honest with you. Not a clue. I have no recollection yeah. of that. Uh, Dave Neri, Michael O'Neill, Mixer Pat Linen, Dave Bowman, John Clark, and Darren Jackson completed the lineup that day. Uh, 1995, a 1-0 win over Hamilton kept us second in the first division. Gary McSwigan scored just two minutes into the second half. Billy Kirkwood's team that day was Ali Maxwell, Stephen Presley, Morris Malpass, Christian Daly, uh, Rab Shannon, Grant Johnson, Jim Bett, Andy McLaren, Robbie Winters, Owen Coyle and goalscorer McSquagan. Now, the final match for this week is, uh, the only reason I mention it is uh, because we lost again. Uh, uh, Parkhead, lost mm-hmm. 2-1. Paul Lambert, own goal for us we didn't even score standard Alex Smith's team that day is what we're this is where the conversation might go so we'll get some we'll read the team out and let's just see if there's any of them that we wish to discuss Alan Combe was in the goal DeVos John Lucina, <laughs> David Partridge John McQuillan Hasne Aljofri, Tassos Venitas, Mind him. Jamie Buchan, Craig Easton, Stephen Thompson, and Gustavo Fuentes. The bench, by the way, Pat Onstadt, Stefan Leone, David Worrell, Francisco Ramirez, and Mavondo Antangana. Is there any of those names in our illustrious club's career? You wish to mention, or indeed ask, who? A few of them. <laughs> uh, how the hell did we only lose 2-1? Uh, 
That's true, yes. Yeah. So the boss must have been a wall. Yeah, I wasn't really sure, but uh, that, uh, that's true. Pat Onstad, did he... Would I be right in saying he never played for us? He's also on the international board. He is, board. yeah, that's where I was going with that, because he's on the international board. No, he never played. No. Never played at all. Paul Sturrock signed him for 60 grand, yeah. and uh, never played a first-team game. John Messina, <laughs> I remember the name, I kind of... The fact that I don't remember him, well, that probably tells its own story. John McQuillan, I do remember him, it was a right back, wasn't it? Did he not just used to get the ball and run out the bloody park with it all the time? Uh, John Lucina only played um, eight times for, uh, for United. Yeah. Um, John McQuillan, played, he was a right back, but he only played, he played two, over two seasons, but he yeah. wasn't very good for no, what I, I remember. thought he was crap. Yeah. Uh, Tassos Vanitas he had a wee bit about him he was quite a silky young player wasn't he a good looking boy have I made that up uh, well that, that depends I suppose you'd maybe have to ask uh, some of the female listeners I mean I've just looked maybe no maybe no yeah. he, I, I, again I, you're just thinking he was Greek and thinking well you know I mean, must, he, must have been he, handsome he was, he, was, he was Greek yeah yeah but he was yeah, no bad sure player too much. Easton uh, and Thompson they were inseparable when they were at United mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Buchan uh, he was alright has Neil Joffrey has no skill has no skill youth coach at Man United right now go, is he there's a fact oh, for you maybe he's a he's always been a coach and he's never been a player uh-huh. and uh, I'm looking at the bench David Worrell I remember him no great hopeless uh, Francisco Ramirez <laughs> nope not a clue and uh, to give him his full Sunday name the unlucky Mavondo Antangana I'll give you his full Sunday name if you really want it his real Sunday name is Simon Pierre Mavondo Antangana. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a peach. Many times did he play for United? Do you know what I guess? He definitely played at Dens. Uh, I'm going to hazard a guess and say four. For 12 times. 12. Many goals did he score? None. No. Correct. So he scored as many goals for United as me and you combined. Correct. Brilliant. Yep. <laughs> that's how he was. Internationalist, though. One cup. For who? Cameroon. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yep. Hopeless. Ahead of Samuel Eto? Probably <laughs> not. Probably oh, not. Alongside God Roger Mila. <laughs> but just some. Uh, and th- this is why we, we quite like doing it on this day, because there's some right key that's played for yeah. that. Um, I remember like looking, no, the 2000 game, going back to the 1995, Jim Bitt. I mind when we signed Jim Bet, thinking, Christ. Didn't we sign him at 35? It doesn't matter, he was still... That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure he was 35. Yeah. And um, rolled back the years. He was... Uh, we... Pretty well, we were in uh, Division 1 yeah. at the time, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was uh, He was decent for us, that's for sure. Grant Johnson, I was never a fan. I always thought he was a bit Sam Stanton-ish. 35 Jim Bet was that day he played. Yeah. 35, yeah. Jim Bet. Uh, the whole team was Scottish apart from one player that day. Own coil. He's only that Irishman from Glasgow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I mean, you look at the age of the players that day Maxwell, 30, Daly, 21, Malpass, 33, Presley, 22, Shannon, 29, Johnson, 23, McLaren, 22, Bet, 35, Winters, 20, McSwigan, 25, Coyle, 29, and Craig Brewster coming as a sub. He was 28. Yeah, madness, absolute madness. Yeah, you know. But yeah, Jim Bet, Jim Bet, come in and just for that season, I'm sure it was, wasn't he? Played. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah twenty four times he played. Billy Kirkwood signed him. Yeah, you know, yeah, he done a job. He did that year. He can definitely he, did that. Can he year. still play? Well, he's born in fifty nine. How does that make him now? Well, he's, he's twenty four years on for there. So fifty nine. I reckon he can still nah, do a job. He's, he's he's next month. He turns sixty. I reckon we'll call him up <laughs> after yesterday's would, display. Have you done anything yesterday? Would he help? Uh, he would have uncle tapped somebody, that's see, for sure. See if, um, hypothetically though, see that, that team I've just read out. If, you had to, if one of them could have played yesterday, who would it have been? Who would you have put in? Maxwell, Daly, Shannon, Presley, Malpass, McClellan, Johnson, Bett, Coyle, McSwigan, Winters. Let's pick one of them. Malpass. Yep. Where would you play him? Left back? I would just say, you could have played play, play where you want. <laughs> Just so organise that defence. He was so yeah, good. Yeah, I, I thought, like, as Stephen Presley, when he signed, I thought he was all right, but when we put him beside Malpass, I'm not sure if Malpass kept him right or not, but he, he definitely improved. Mm. Definitely improved. Malpass was 
he was excellent for us. He really was left back, sweeper, centre half, wherever. Eight hundred and thirty appearances, eh? Frightening. A legend. And it was two thousand he, he last played. Yeah. You know, just a uh, legend. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We, need, we need boys like that these days. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll get you'll look at eight hundred and thirty appearances. Oh, for I don't care. Anymore, just but... just give the players that are half decent and if they want to move on to pastures new. Hey, if they want to play eighty three times and score twenty six goals, we'll take that. Yeah. Any day of the week. So that is uh, on this day. Thank you very much to the Arab Archive, as always, for uh, providing us with the detail and preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. You can check them out on Twitter, Facebook and their website, which is just absolutely brilliant and uh, keeps us right and usually corrects us when we say something on this podcast. So, double header coming up. Mm. I'm not going to ask for predictions. We know, We all know what needs to be done. Uh, I I've said it so many times a game under lights I cannot wait for the Tuesday night game Yeah, but we obviously need to get past uh, Dunfermline first who have both teams have had a bit of an up and down yeah. start to the season they're always a funny team they go on runs mm-hmm. and then they go on terrible runs and then they go on a run again <laughs> I mean that's a way to sum it up yeah. <laughs> that's a way to sum it up mm. you know um, but being at home is where we we should be. It's what we should, you know, it's what, it's where we are. But my God, do we need to start picking up points away from home? Yeah. You know, no more so than up the A9 and then up the road. Yeah, because they are, uh, I think they drew yesterday, didn't they? But the last few games, they've definitely caught us up. They're probably the forum team. Uh, that's whose gas we need to keep at a peep, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, as well as getting our own fire fully lit again. Yeah, which is which is the is it the rocket up of the arse technique? The boots to arses? I've I've I, I would be hopeless being a United manager because I'd have battered them all yesterday, especially. <laughs> I'd have I been, mean take Mark Col- uh, Mark Reynolds, you said, so I think you'd be apoplectic with rage. Oh no you are. Sorry, that's why I'm dealing with it today. Yeah. I'd I i do not know. I, I dunno I don't get paid to make the decisions and to to have to figure out how we get the best out of the players. That's obviously what Mr. Nielsen's getting paid to do and uh, let's just hope that he does it because fans are fickle and if they've not turned already a few more results like yesterday and fans will absolutely turn. I hope that never happens, obviously. And I'll not be calling for anybody's head. But <laughs> we've seen it before. We've seen it before. All these good things that are happening off the pitch, Fantastic painting the stanchions that are huddling up the stand, updating the lounges, academies looking like it's going to be a own success. Uh, chili cheese hot dogs. Chili cheese hot dogs being no bad. All the good stuff off the pitch. Without being brutal about it, matters not a jot to the majority of fans when you're getting pumped for nothing for Queen of the South. For anybody, not just Queen of the South, for anybody. I fully accept Losing is part of football. I don't buy into there's a way to lose or whatever, but if you put up a fight and you're unlucky on the day, fair enough, right? Losing's part of it. The league is a challenging league. We set our stall out very early and the road bump that we thought we hit is turning into a road block. Mm-hmm. And my word, we need to get fingers out mm-hmm. pretty quickly and turn it around starting Start next game. at 3pm on Saturday yeah no excuses no excuses we simply do not turn up and get three points no we need to show the fight in the last 10 minutes against Arbroath for 90 we need to show the Morton performance we need to show that when Dundee had the better of the game in the derby we stood strong bodies on the line we need to do that Mm -hmm. I'm not waiting for that under floodlights I want that on Saturday and then I want it again on Tuesday yeah you know I want to show Dunfermline no remorse, a real comeback, and then I want to stick up Ian McCall on the Tuesday night because, well, yeah. nothing's better than that. One game um, at a time, though, but uh, I totally agree with you. That we've got to be looking to win. I'm sure that we look to win every game. I say that every week as well. It's a stupid thing to say, but we've we've got to be looking to win these next two games and put on a, a half-decent performance as well. Anything else is just going to fall short of uh, expectations. 
Well, that is it from us. We have uh, negotiated our way. Somebody's still bailing across from us. Ah, this was the worst podcast, honestly. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I know, you know, when we get beat and play shite and whatever, it's uh, people just decide, I'm no bother. We're all the same. We're all creatures of that. Thank you very much. If you are stuck out today, if you've gave us a view or whatever you want to tweet your views, you can. We're at Dode Fox Podcast. Uh, we are back uh, next week. We've got another wee giveaway for you as well next week, which is really exciting. Uh, you'll get more of that. That'll be on next Monday. Squeezed in between the double header very, mm. very quickly. So yeah. uh, do try and enjoy the week and let's go again on Saturday and pick up and hopefully we can get a much more positive uh, podcast after the result on the Saturday. Uh, right, enjoy your week. We are back with episode number 18 next week. Yeah.